0: Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it.
1: Welcome to episode 147 of FedHeads. I'm Francis Rose.
2: And I'm Robert Shea.
1: Now, for a couple of seasons now, we have learned about what is going on in the financial management world all across government with you and your friends and colleagues at the Association of Government Accountants. And it looks like that's what we're stacked up to do again today.
2: And why not? You know, Grant Thornton is one of the world's great audit. And advisory financial services firms.
1: I wish I had one of those cash register ringing sound effects to play for when when you really just lay it out there like that. Um, it, it's a, it's we,
2: a we, we need the applause. We need, <laughs> we need the applause soundtrack. I mean, but there's a list. We need to make a shopping list. I
1: have that one. There we go. I already I have the button one. for that. I already have the button for
2: that one.
1: Yeah. All right. And we have the applause. Yeah, we have. So we have a couple of buttons, and and we're working on adding more. That's that's one of the goals of this season is to have... I I have eight buttons that I can add stuff to. Uh, The voice that you heard there a moment ago is Ann Ebert. She's the CEO of the Association of Government Accountants. Uh, Welcome back. And Tony Scardino, uh, principal at Grand Thornton, uh, who, Robert, uh, you were just boasting about. Uh, It's good to have both of you on the program. Um, You are here to talk about the uh, sur- the latest release of your Chief Financial Officer survey. and I start with you. Who'd you survey, and what's maybe your one number one or, or two top takeaways?
0: As a little bit of background, this is the 25th year that we've worked with Grant Thornton on this survey, so we're really excited about that. 25 is a big number. This year, uh, actually, Tony had a really great idea, and I'm not Surprised that Tony had a great idea because Tony has lots of them, but it was his idea to come up and kind of pulse the CFO community throughout the year, not just do one survey, but pulse the, you know, for the timely events and timely topics. So that's what we did. So talked with actually federal CFOs as well as some state CFOs. So we've got a mixture, but I think we're here mostly to talk about the federal side and what we learned from those CFOs. and. The focus on this, um, this segment uh, is about COVID. You know, that's the, you know, all the talk is, you know, how are people reacting and responding to um, working from home, impacts of COVID, impacts on the budget, focus on, you know, outreach and getting money out into the community. But the two big takeaways for me is it's incredible how quickly this community responded to telework. You know being sent home you know with a couple days notice and and they're gone and they're still doing the work of the financial community um so that would be the first one and the second one i guess is leveraging technology and continuing to be agile and you know kind of pivot very quickly not only to this environment but also to what they needed to report on to the community about all this you know two-point you know, $7 trillion that went out into the community so quickly.
1: Tony, welcome. It's good to have you back uh, as well. Um, What about you? What did you see in the data that you got back from this survey uh, about what is really causing people challenges, uh, making life harder or easier for them, any of that?
3: Thank you, Francis. It's great to be here. We saw many challenges, but to me, the biggest one we saw was speed versus quality. Right? There was this incredible pressure to get money out the door as quickly as possible. Having said that, many, many, many CFOs that we talked about were worried about after the fact the auditors were going to come behind and say that, and there were improper payments, there was fraud, waste, abuse, mistakes were happening. Right, So there's so much more transparency because data is ubiquitous and the reporting requirements were huge. So folks were, you know, it's kind of like flying the plane while you're, I mean, I'm sorry, building it while you're flying it. So there was a lot of that where folks were actually, not exactly hoarding money, but they were being very selective and careful with how, how fast they put it out the door. Having said that, this is the CFO community. Then you've got, of course, the, you know, politicians that are running agencies and states and all that saying, we need the money as quickly as possible. And you know, of course, you know, everybody needed it as quickly as possible. So there was a lot of pressure there. And the other thing I took away is, you know, the CFOs are kind of like the, the first and the last guard um, you know, in terms of making the money available, but at the same time, as Ann said, people had to respond immediately to working from home, possibly teaching their kids from home, right? Technical technical challenges. Everything was turned upside down. Like for everybody else too, of course. But the point was, you know, the, you had the pressures of new work environment, completely a living environment. You know, I don't even say that you were working from home; you were living at work, right? And then on top of that, you had to meet these incredible requirements that were on top of your day job. It wasn't like any work was taken away from you so the cfo community like many communities were pressed you know first responders and everything it's just uh, those are the big two takeaways that i had
2: so i know you know ann and i um had to make a big decision as soon as we all went into quarantine about a, a conference we were uh, planning together the cio cfo pio summit um, i was skeptical whether we could pull that off but it went great Uh, larger than expected attendance and persistent attendance throughout uh, active participation Um, and that I think we're seeing the same thing in this in the financial management workforces Uh, they are uh, like you say they they pivoted quickly to a virtual workforce Um, how do you see that persisting do you think that community has learned through this and that those qualities being able to leverage a a more diverse geographically diverse workforce um, and and in different times and places do you think that persists
0: I think it will I got off a a call just a little while ago with um, prior you know past national presidents and treasurers from AGA and they're all across the country and they're all saying this is going to be the new normal is at least half your workforce will be working from home or working remotely. Can't imagine a time where we'll have everybody back in the office again, because we've we've just proved, we're proving that we can make it happen.
2: Yeah, Tony, you actually led the largest remote workforce when you were at the US Patent and Trademark Office. Um, What are are your observations and what's the community's observations
3: well you know um, it was interesting when i was at the uspto we did a lot of studies on this you know gao ig as well as private sector studies uh, napa and um, some of the th- what we found there was the perfect sweet zone was people work from home three to four days a week it wasn't yeah. working from home 100 percent the collaboration the morale the relationship building all those things that really just grabbing a coffee your ability to build a relationship or just take the edge off something right now we've all seen it for a year how many Zoom calls and Teams calls can you have, just one after the other after the other? They just blend into each other. You know, we're not going to, like, be sitting on our front porch at 85 rocking, saying, I wish I had another Zoom call in my career. It's no offense, right? It's just not the way it's going to be. So we've got to figure that out. The pendulum has swung, and there's going to be savings. All CFOs, as a former CFO, I like could say there's definitely savings to people working from home, right? Rent, uh, you know, cleaning, security, admin costs. But what you're not being able to measure is the loss of some productivity that's tied to morale for retention, collaboration, the relationship building.
1: And Tony, one of the things that you kind of alluded to there that I think is that people haven't really explored yet. And I wonder if there's any data about it. We've talked a lot about productivity and the seeming lack of a loss of productivity, at least in the short term, over the past year. But I wonder if that that lack of collaboration where people aren't talking to each other in their offices or at the water cooler or whatever, does that show up another year from now? Does that show up five years from now? Does that show up maybe only in certain spots? Does it only show up in people in the workforce for uh, zero to five years because that that mentorship and that that kind of leadership and, and nurturing hasn't happened or hasn't happened as strongly? Do we do we know anything yet data-wise about what people think that might look like?
3: Francis, you're asking the question that I think a lot of us have been asking that I don't think the answers exist yet. Where, where are the actual, where's the legs to that? In terms of, I grew up a, as a budget analyst and I got my work done by building relationships. That's how I found out information, right? That's all qualitative stuff, not the quantitative information. That was a little easier to get through regular means. And I don't think we've been able to measure that yet in terms of what the impact is because we're still, we're not in sustainable mode yet. We're still, still being somewhat reactive in the sense of, you know, I joked recently on one of Ann's things uh, that I still have a half eaten granola uh, bar back in the office. Like we left like that yeah. and we haven't been back. So we I'm still in reactive mode, even though it's been a full year. I don't know what the new normal is going to be.
0: No, it's, it's interesting. We talk about all the zoom calls and we have people that say, you know, usually you could walk down the hall and poke your head in the office and say, hey, Robert, you know, can I talk to you about something? So you have that five-minute conversation and you move on. Now people are saying, well, if I want to talk to Tony or Robert or Francis, I've got to schedule that Zoom call or that Teams meeting. So you put a half an hour on and then it's like, wow, do I really need a half an hour? Maybe not, but I, you block a time. So I talk to people that are on calls all the time and they're getting work done because they're working more than those eight-hour days mm-hmm. I mean, as you know when tony mentioned you know you're you're not i mean you're living at work right so it doesn't stop you can be online and do you know do some work at any time of day uh, which is the downside you, you know you talk you hear about people talking about mental health issues people feeling secluded overworked you know how do i turn off work and just chill out when I am haven't moved <laughs> from Right. So how does,
3: You know, how will that be measured someday in terms of lost productivity going back to I, point? And that point? That is difficult to measure, but we notice, like even if you want to do a Zoom happy hour, people have no interest in it anymore. In the beginning of COVID, it was like, oh, that's kind of fun. Now they're like, I'm sitting in front of my computer eight to 10 hours a day for work. I don't want it to stay logged on and and do it more time just to, to see you know who's watching what TV shows or doing for exercise, that's over unfortunately
2: so speaking of mental health i want to talk about congress as you know congress got close to enacting the cfo vision act would have which would have amended the 30 year old cfo act based on some lessons that gao learned in surveying cfos and observing improvements over those decades but the cfo community as you know sort of recoiled at some of the uh, reforms that were in that there was there was no revision to the audit model, the financial statement reporting and audit model. There was a addition of audit of internal controls that concerned a lot of folks. Ultimately, that didn't get passed, but I do think there's going to be an interest in Congress to move some amendments. Can you tell us what you're hearing from the community about what kind of reforms they'd like to see, what they think would move the ball forward on federal financial management?
3: I think there was uh, some frustration with the drafted bill in the sense of in 30 years, the communities moved a, a long way. And, you know, 30 years ago, we didn't have audit financial statements, any of that. We've moved past all that. And the act seemed to still have more compliance in there than folks liked. Um, CFOs, now everybody wants to be a more of a uh, business partner, have a bigger seat at the table and really automate what you can so that you're doing things that are higher mission related. And we didn't really see that in the act. It really didn't. Let's just say the the, the changes, if they were going to be for another 30 years, people would have been really sad. You just can't. So this was our one chance, I think, for the community to make some real change that everybody wanted to see. And It wasn't quite there.
0: I think they recognized, too, that, I mean, there's a lot of crowding in the C-suite these days. I mean, there's a chief for, you know, there's 20 or 30 chiefs that you can kind of rattle off the the top of your tongue. It's It's kind of interesting and and the the CFOs to me are the chief of all chiefs they should be considered that um to Tony's point about you know the seat at the table it's I mean they they can look at strategy they have a purview of understanding with you know from a financial perspective you know if you don't have money you're not doing anything you're not moving forward so they they do have um a perspective that other quote-unquote chiefs don't have so I don't think it was recognized in the CFO Act that, that that's really where the CFOs have evolved to today.
1: We're starting to run out of time, folks, and I appreciate you being with us today. What I, I want to give each of you a chance uh, before we wrap up. What's the main thing that when somebody picks this up, you want them to take away?
3: Uh, my takeaway would be just a recognition that you know none of this is easy. We literally, we're, we're, folks had to do this instantaneously. The Recovery Act was almost two years in passing in 2009, and it was only a third as big as the CARES Act funding. that was passed in a matter of 50 days. So there wasn't much planning at all that could go into this. So you have to stay agile, right? You have to be able to deploy personnel wherever you need them, be responsive where you can, but think about doing things creatively. If you do things the way you've always done them, you're not going to get them done as quickly or as well as you could.
1: and
0: I think um, people should recognize that the CFOs are, and their staff have really come a long way. They're being productive, they're, they're moving forward, they are trying to keep track of all the, all the funding that's being spent. And they've been creative. I mean, you think about USA spending, they pivoted very quickly to be able to accommodate and depict where all the money went across the country and dollars per capita. I mean, there's a lot of information that's available to everybody in looking at USA spending. And they, they made that that change like pretty quickly. So I thought that was you know leveraging technology to be accountable and transparent.
1: Ann Edwards and Tony Scardino, it's great to have you on. Thank you very much for joining us to talk about the work that uh, AGA and Grant Thornton have done together. Appreciate your time. Great, great to talk to you. On.
0: Thank you for having us. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector.